Friday on the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590, the fan, the final hour for us at least. What a way to wrap it up with Nick Kiprios, our insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Co-host a real kipper and born. How's it going? Good morning. How are you? We're good. We had your buddy Sammy on yesterday giving us golf picks. We got the whole family in here, basically. Ah, it's been a good week then. Yeah. You got to do your Sammy. Mm. Are you ready? Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'm listening. I'm always listening, Kipper. I'm trying. I go in the mirror yes, and I try. To I like it. Sammy. He tried. An, he tried an Ailish. Oh, I need an Ailish. Uh, see, it doesn't work <laughs> I, as well. I, I gave you an alish when I read your amazing oh. article in the Athletic this week. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. I appreciate it. I mean, I didn't do anything, but no, Sean you're doing did. a ton. Apparently. Thank you, Thank you Kipper. And, uh, I'm, it's just great trying to, to be see. like you one day. Oh my gosh, way better. <laughs> Set your bar higher. No, no, no. I can't. I can't. Girl can dream. Just baby steps here. Um, all right, we brought you on. Let's uh, talk about this breaking-ish news. Well, not really, but uh, our buddy. Jeff Merrick said that something's going on in Flyers land today. Some mumblings and rumblings and action. You think that's uh, torts related or Chuck Fletcher related? I I don't see torts going anywhere. Uh, There's always uh, been this talk about uh, Chuck Fletcher and the pressure on him and the fan base putting a, a ton of pressure on the Flyer organization to, to see some changes I don't think it helped Chuck that they weren't uh, very active at the trade deadline. The last thing was JVR's contract getting moved mm-hmm. out. That didn't happen. So remains to be seen. The only question is, is also where is Chuck on uh, on a contract? Uh, some were suggesting that he, he needed a new contract or that uh, he was trying to get an extension. So I, I don't know where that is and maybe... Maybe that has something to do with this, uh, whether or not uh, we get to eventually news on on Chuck Fletcher's future with the Philadelphia Flyers. That's an interesting one. Little punishment for not doing anything at the deadline. It's like that kind of is the greatest indictment, though, on a general manager. You've signed so many poor contracts that we can't even deal the contracts at the at, like before the deadline. That's uh, that's a pretty damning uh, situation to be in, I guess, if you're a general manager of Chuck. In Chuck Fletcher's position, I guess. Well, I, I can't, uh, I can't recall it, uh, an era or a, a time that uh, there's been more pressure on general managers on both sides, contending teams or teams that have to retool or rebuild uh, at the trade deadline. We know how hard it is for general managers to miss on contracts and what the consequences are on bad contracts. So it's just not focusing on on the teams like Toronto, Boston, and Tampa Bay at the trade deadline or any other team that's trying to contend or, or bolster their lineup. It's the other teams as well that uh, put themselves in a better situation to come back or rebound in a year or two or three, depending on how long they want to wait for, for future assets to come in, i.e., uh, a young prospect or draft picks, uh, but you have to you have to show that uh, it's moving constantly. And if you sit still, like maybe the Flyers had just previously done, you know ownership takes notice. 
There's an opportunity to rebound this weekend for Austin Matthews. It was a tough outing the other week versus the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid certainly getting the best of the matchup, but the Oilers also getting the best of the matchup. How big do you think Saturday is for Austin Matthews with the context of last game and how his season going and how Connor McDavid's season is going? Well, I don't think it's uh, a, a be-all, end-all Saturday night for for Austin Matthews. And we, we know that... Uh, it will always be looked on as a as a season that uh, probably underperformed compared to his record-setting sixty-plus goals and and an MVP. Uh, but you know the narrative right from the get-go was this was all about April. This wasn't about Austin coming back and and doing it all over again. So I, I think it's 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 okay. I wrote an article for the Toronto Star this week, uh, kind of looking towards 18 games, not Saturday night versus Edmonton, just, uh, you know, as uh, as the biggest measuring stick here. This is a, a buildup of 18 games and what you want to do and what you want to see over 18 games from the, the net on out. So Austin's in that equation, but he's one of a few things that uh, I think the Leafs still need to to get ready for. And uh, they, they don't have it to do it all on Saturday night, including Austin. So you start building on those 18 games. They will go quick. I assure you that they will fly by and you just hope that Austin and company are ready for game one. In terms of these next 18 games, um, maybe we saw a tiptoeing into potential quiet load management with John Tavares. And we'll ask about that in the way it was masked or unmasked. But is there an opportunity for maybe Matthews, if this is the path that they want to go, to get some rest here? Or would that just be too much of a cause for concern of, oh, maybe he's injured? Maybe, you know, we should be playing our stars for the next 18 games. But are, are they tiptoeing into an area where they could potentially yes. do this? Okay. Yeah, Alice, I like 100%. that. <laughs> and uh, don't stop there. If mm-hmm. if you've if you've done it for John Tavares, who I'm sure, <laughs> you know, in an important game or a playoff game, wouldn't have missed the game versus New Jersey Devils. He would have played. Uh, do it for others then. And I, I want to throw Mark Giordano in there. And also another guy that I think with the acquisition of McCabe and uh, Luke Shen and and Gustafson, take him out of the lineup. We know he doesn't want to come out of the lineup. We know what games played mean to him, but this is where you, you got to be the parent in the room (laughs) and say, son, (laughs) we're giving you the day off. Okay. You've been great all season long. You're almost 40 years of age and I don't want you to play all 18 games at 17 to 20 minutes a night. So uh, pick and choose. And once again, build towards game one. Did you guys get a firm handle on what happened with John Tavares this week? Uh, I mean, we kind of set it up. Okay, it makes sense to load manage. They don't want to maybe admit that it's load management. Maybe just wasn't feeling that good. And I, I guess that's the cause for load management. Like, but we had Josh Cloak on and he said the word healthy scratch and that kind of stuck out at us. And I've been thinking about it more and more. And you guys have been breaking down the Leafs all week and we've been kind of a little distracted since they haven't played since Tuesday. Did you guys like get a firm handle and just what happened or are we kind of still guessing about that? I thought he got his clock cleaned uh, in, in Vancouver and you know, whether he had a headache or concussion-like symptoms, I, I don't know what they want to call it behind the scenes, but 
if he comes to the rink and he tells his head coach he's just not feeling 100 percent that's that's good enough for me to say that uh he doesn't play and that's not a coach's decision or a healthy scratch that's a guy that uh that's not feeling well and that's where it begins and ends for me not to be tinfoil hat guy though why would he practice and do extra work after practice if he was suffering from maybe a concussion like symptom well this is this is the way of keeping it a, a gray area and you know I don't I don't believe for one second that they really wanted to go down that path and and definitively label what happened to him Saturday night so I do believe that at, at that at his stage of his career with his status and all of that if a guy just comes and says I don't I don't feel right it's not hard to connect the dots on why so give him the night off and if he wants to stay out and do extra again without painting a brush of concussion or concussion like symptoms then that's that's what they chose to do and you know ultimately i think people outside of that you know may look at that and go oh that's not a good idea and this is just bad hockey culture now on concussions and 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 how you want to treat them or mask them or uh, bury them under a carpet but this is this is what they chose and again i i don't know if he was concussed or if he had concussion like symptoms but i mean we're as as outsiders watching the game it's not hard to connect the dots here on john coming to the rink and saying he's just not feeling right and yet you know the decision to not play him so it, it, the, it, there is still that line where you can go out there, you could ride a bike, you could stay on the ice a little extra. It's not that big of a deal. What you're, what you're only trying to uh, make sure is that he's not in a position to get hit again. And I think whether or not he stayed on the ice for five minutes or an hour that day, uh, you knew he was protected from, from contact and, and, and putting himself in a worse position. So that was Tuesday's uh, main storyline headed into that. John Tavares uh, not hitting the ice, but Michael Bunting, another side story there um, being demoted and Keith having some opportunities to speak on his play and then Bunting, of course, having some opportunities to talk about where he's at. Uh, where do you think he plays tomorrow against the Oilers? I would hope on the number one line with Matthews and, and Marner if that's what they choose to do, but... Uh, there's no question that his plays dropped off uh, somewhat in the last little while. And, you know, there's also the factor, guys, that, you know, he's trying to clean up a little bit going into the last few games here in the regular season. He's he's trying to recreate uh, a brand or an image here that doesn't show him whining to the officials or crying or... Uh, the hairy eyeball, all of it. He's just trying to go out there and, and play. Uh, but what happens there is that you got to find that fine line where you're still Michael Bunting. You're still a threat out there. You're still uh, pissing people off on the other team. Uh, and he's he's working through that. But in, in the meantime, you you just look at that left side the other night with uh, Yarncroft and Aston Reese and uh, Kerfoot, and you're like, they need Bunting here. And they need him Saturday night to to go into a, a top six again and and play 15, 16 minutes. And I, I hope the last five minutes in New Jersey were able to convince Sheldon that uh, 
you know, the the punishment is over, the message sending's over. Give this guy a chance to to be the 50, 60 point guy that he is, because last time I checked, you didn't have anything close to that on your left side. A uh, big goal at a big moment could certainly change this, or if Ryan O'Reilly accepts a hometown discount, that might change things. But for now, it looks like Jake McCabe is the most meaningful addition for Kyle Dubas at the deadline. He's sort of steadied. That's, you could probably call it a first pairing right now if you really wanted to, given where Morgan Riley's at and who he's been playing with. But Jake McCabe at $2 million looks like a pretty, pretty good move for Kyle Dubas. Are you seeing the same thing from Jake McCabe growing into his role and looking more comfortable on the Leafs' blue line? Yes, without a doubt. And there is a presence there that was missing uh, since Jake Muzzin's been gone. And that is, hey, keep your head up in the neutral zone. Uh, uh, There's a guy that's going to step up on you. There's a guy that plays with some edge. And I got to look over my shoulder uh, every once in a while to know where he is on the ice. And that is a welcomed addition, especially come this time of year uh, in the playoffs. So uh, he's fit in real well. The only thing is he's got to make sure that, uh, you know, he doesn't push himself to the point where he's out of his comfort zone. I think he's just starting to feel it right now. But he he can't come in, I think, and, and unfortunately uh, be a guy that can look like a number one or a number two defenseman. I think he's comfortable in a top four, playing 20 minutes. Uh, but if, in fact, that Morgan kind of still – has issues finding his his complete game. McCabe isn't a guy that take over the number one uh, status uh, on that blue line. So th- they look they look like a blue line still that's going to have to do it by committee. Uh, but in the meantime, you hope Morgan can can step up and be that 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 threat when he's at his best, when he's at his peak. He's looking like a legitimate uh, sixty point defenseman, and right now uh, that hasn't happened yet. Is that ultimately the biggest issue facing this team then now? Because I, I kind of made the argument at the at the beginning of the week that you kind of have to treat Riley like new Sandine and that, okay, if you're going to get the best out of him, play him on the power play, play him with Luke Shen and shelter those minutes a little bit. Like just don't give him the Marchands of the world and the Nikita Kucherovs of the world because right now, frankly, that looks like you're asking too much of Morgan Riley. If he doesn't have someone elite to play with, it's hard to make him a top-pairing defenseman just because he's not being able to lift up a unit and go head-to-head with with elite competition. Um, it, that's, you know, you just mentioned it, like the status and the number one, you have to have your number one guy. The fact that they just don't have a number one, the biggest issue, and can you afford to play Riley in a sheltered role, even if it ultimately helps the team? Yeah, I, I've i said it uh, that y- you need... You need Riley to be Riley to have success. I just don't. I don't see. I, I don't see long term uh, success in the playoffs without Morgan Riley, ultimately playing twenty two, twenty four minutes, but impactful minutes. Not necessarily having to go out there and and score three points, but uh, controlling the play and making great decisions on when to jump up on the rush or just w- when to make a good first pass. His real strengths are skating the puck out of his zone, uh, but not getting caught up on the ice. Uh, all of that has to come into play. I, I just don't see uh, a scenario where you think you can get to a conference final without someone stepping up on the blue line. And uh, historically, we've always seen that a number one defenseman has to act like a number one defenseman for teams to have 
great success in the playoffs. And uh, it, by committee, can only take you so far. Uh, there's a reason why some of these guys make eight million dollars a year, and others make you know <laughs> seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year because they're they're asked to do things that others can't do. And and Morgan will be asked to do things on that blue line that probably five or six other guys can't. So let's say the playoffs start tomorrow. Who are the six defensemen, assuming that's six, that you want to dress and who's playing with Riley? Well, I'm not a big fan of 7D starting in the playoffs. That's for sure. And there's a sense that maybe Gustafson might be that seventh if Morgan can't uh, have great success on the power play. But I just don't see that. Uh, at all. Um, where is Luke Shen? Is he on the outside looking in for game one or can he in the next 18 games find a spot? And and where is that spot? Is, it, uh, is there a comfort zone for Luke Shen at eight to 10 minutes or can he play 18 or 19 and, and maybe be in a position where like he was in Vancouver play with uh, Quinn Hughes? Which you assume that, that that could be Morgan Riley? Could that be a pair, or is foot speed too much of an issue for Luke Shen? So, there's going to be some tough decisions. And again, um, guys, that's that's what 18 games will be for. Uh, this dress rehearsal of 18 games has to be nailed down. So, you know, once the real the real stuff starts, uh, you're locked in. But uh, definitively, I I can't tell you right now. I I. I we, let's let's start as early as Saturday night uh, for a marquee game against the Edmonton Oilers. Let's see how how Morgan and and the rest of the crew uh, line up of against a team that just came off their biggest win of the season, if not two seasons or three seasons. That mm-hmm. was a, a heck of an effort by the Edmonton Oilers to shut down the Boston Bruins after they went up two nothing last night. So Edmonton comes in with a ton of momentum, uh, depth momentum that isn't necessarily now uh, viewed upon as shut down McDavid and shut down Dreisaitl and you beat the Edmonton Oilers. Well, uh, they did that last night, uh, the Boston Bruins, and they still didn't find a way to win. So that's a great sign for the Oilers. I guess it's natural to ask then with the Oilers coming out on a Saturday night, if they're the best Canadian team in the NHL <laughs> right now or the Maple Leafs. So seriously, like how do you, how do you compare? Who's the best? Well, listen, I'm listening to the telecast last night and every telecast. broadcaster. <laughs> what are you, what, 90? Telecast, what do we call it? <laughs> broadcast, <laughs> telecast. Remember how old I am, please. I love it. Oh, I good. was watching last night and it wasn't about who's the best Canadian team. It was we were watching a Stanley Cup final, mm. Edmonton versus Boston. That's all I heard. In the telecast, so <laughs> I'm. I does it really matter who the best Canadian team is right now? We already found out our answer, according to uh, a lot of broadcasters last night. Uh, they 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 they've got that written in stone right now. So <laughs> does that answer your question? That uh, everybody believes that it's an uh, o- an Oilers Bruins final? Well, like maybe they have the tarot card reading and the the crystal ball that we would love to have if we're trying to determine who's going to start game one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is it Murray? Is it Samsonov? It looks like Murray is going to get the start Saturday night to get him um, some more reps after injury. Are you, have you been okay with the the way that he's come back into the fold and is this gearing up to be his net to lose? Uh, for sure. And I think that 
this the start against New Jersey went a long way where Devils came out hard, could have gone up 2-0 easy, and uh, he, he shut that door and gave the team a chance to, to regroup. So it is his net to lose from here on in. Again, the, what do you want to see in the next 18 games? How many starts does... Does Matt Murray, uh, he's got Saturday night, and I include that one. How many starts does he need to get ready to have that mentality that if Samsonov, you know, falters in any way, I, I'm going to just jump in there and 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 mop up? So is it four, five, six uh, remains to be seen. That's another tough decision for Sheldon Keefe and, and the management group. But uh, clearly, right from the get-go, you know, it wa- it was wavered because of the injuries, and a lot of people thought you got to go out there and get a goalie. Kyle, at the end of the day, looked at everything that was out there and said, "There's nothing better than Matt Murray." Uh, the only question is, is is Matt going to be healthy between now and <laughs> the second week of April? And you hope that he is, and 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 they're locked in with these two guys. All right. Well, Saturday night, a big opportunity for everybody to have a little prove it moment, uh, including Murray and Matthews head to head against McDavid. Uh, Kipper, appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Kipper. Hey. See you next week. Ailish, <laughs> enjoy the telecast. Oh, I Saturday will. Night. Man, I'm tuned into the telecast with my bunny. <laughs> the bunny ears on top of the TV. I'll make sure they're pointing the right direction to get Sportsnet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Have a, have a See great you, Kipper. one. That's Kipper. Stanley Cup champ, host of Real Kipper and Born. And our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. Not to throw shade, but no real answer there on how to arrange the defenseman. We'll start with Saturday. It's because there's no easy answer. That's right. As much as, you the know. The next couple games are a tryout, Justin. Brought in a few bodies, but I, don't, I just don't know. I don't. If you want Geo and Hall, and if you want McCabe and Brody, it exposes Riley. And then I guess you're just hoping Riley works with someone. I think we got to see him in McCabe. We just got to see it. I think they're going to have the gotta nice revolving it. door. For the I don't know. It seems like they really want Brody you and McCabe. It, no, and for, for that, I mean, beside Riley. Yeah, I mean that's what. But it's been the lesser lights, right? Yeah, the lesser lights. You got to give him. A, we know that him and Brody can work ish. Is it the best thing for the team? I'm not really sure. I think we got to see if Brody. Uh, uh, McCabe, sorry, and Riley work. Let's see it. Lots of intrigue Saturday night. Hockey Night Canada, Leafs, Oilers, David Matthews, maybe Murray, Campbell. <sighs> Lots to figure out. And you know what? Since it's Friday, we're going to double down and give you another reminder about the Sam Hunt ticket giveaway. It's our Not number another reminder. two giveaway or of the more day. tickets. Double Increase tickets. your odds. Double the fun on a Friday. As we mentioned earlier, Sam Hunt's coming to Bud Stage on July 16th. We have been giving away tickets all week long since we love you and it's Friday. Here's another chance to win. Text COP CAR to 59590 right now for your chance to enter. And if you don't win with us, make sure you visit Ticketmaster.ca right after the show, starting at 10 a.m. and secure your tickets there. Last chance for free tickets. Two chances today. If not, Ticketmaster.ca at 10 a.m. Cop car. All right. In the wake and break, we've got Raptors 10.30 p.m. tip-off against the Lakers without LeBron James. It is a coin toss in the betting odds. Zero 
0.5 spread. Always makes me laugh when I see that. It's like someone's just going to win and someone's going to lose at this point. Um, looks like it's like a, not a lot of money to be won in terms of uh, underdog or road dog, but I'm liking the Raptors tonight. They need, they need a win. Um, you? Yeah. So you're going to be your pick? No, but the text line likes it. Um, players championship updates on our Fan X Cup. Maybe a little World Baseball Classic update. I haven't really checked into my teams as of late. I think Otani and Japan were playing right when now. We started. Are they yeah. playing right now? Yeah. All right. They're winning 11 to 4. No doubt. Shohei. Shohei doing it all. <laughs> all right. Send in your picks at 595.90. We'll get to all of that on the other side of the break. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy. Show me the money! With Ailish and Justin. Okay, it's time for a busy Wake and Rake on a Friday. Looking to uh, remove our... People are fired up. Cover the trap door with a big board. Yeah, they're not deterred by my struggles. Everyone wants to get involved here. We got a lot of picks. A lot of things to discuss. I do want to bring something up, though. Yesterday, I was just on Twitter. Saw people talking about the WWE and gambling. Mm. And the potential for them to try and dive into the market. Because who wants to be on the sidelines of sports betting right now, right? But you can't. I'm not... I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm breaking any news to anyone, scripted, and you know the winner, and what? it's really, really hard to bet on it because, of course, you can't bet on something where the outcome is predetermined. However, apparently in an effort to get involved, they might have, like, select matches moving forward, maybe just at big events, where the outcome isn't known for a while. Like, in the lead-up to it, the outcome, even the wrestlers would only get to know who wins, where the storyline is going until a couple hours right before the match. Yeah, still room. Still room to to fake. It is still room. You're still betting. It's, it's, it's leaking. Someone's writing so that it, script, and someone's finding that script out four hours before there's enough time to bet. That's true. It doesn't. I didn't even think about that. But it's, it's, not, it's, it's not all on the wrestlers, right? It's not all on the wrestlers to leak information. Well, there's other the people. The dude who literally writes the script yep. can be like, hey, you know. Delivers it to them. I, you know, prints we, got, it. we have... Roman Reigns winning the title here. People are going to have to know in terms of commentators. I was going to say, though. Camera people. People are going to But I think only a a very small number of people. Like, if you're getting... Is Ernst & Young Law Firm or something like that? Whatever. Yeah, that's that's one. I think they use that. I think the NHL uses that to secure the lottery process, don't they? Something like that? Anyway, so it would be information that is highly, highly confidential, secured in the best way possible... But still, two hours is two hours. It can, it can never so if, happen, If Justin. people know, it'll get out, and then the numbers will steam, and you'll know who wins anyway, right? Unless, like, the limits are really low, and they're so low that there's they don't move the thing, market. Too many factors. It's just not going to happen. Let's say in a perfect world, though, where it could happen. Would it make it more interesting to you? Yeah. Like, if I, if I could, if WrestleMania was on, and I, don't, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time, but if it was on, and there was nothing else, and you could bet on it, understanding that you're not being swindled here, that it's not working against you, that you don't have inside information, but other people's don't have other people don't have inside information. Like it'd probably be pretty fun, right? 
just like blindly betting these things. It would be entertaining. It's just they can never secure it even though they're making attempts to. A good text in here brings up another point of why this could never happen. This is Jeff and Barry. They could just wait to see where the money lands before determining the script. What a terrible idea. Yeah, they could have two scripts. Yeah, and they could they could figure out a way to but they're not. Money on I don't this. think they're betting on it, right? It's not like the WWE is trying to like make money off their own product. They actually just want people to flood the market and bet on it because it's interest, right? That's that gambling drives the NFL. Gambling drives sports. Gambling is very is a huge factor that they don't get to benefit from. And I guess they're trying to find a way, but still, like, there's no. It just doesn't feel like it'll ever work the way at least they want it to. Danielle, I just raised a good point that some books offer Royal Rum- Rumble yeah. odds. Very small um, stakes allowed, right? Like you can throw some money, but you can't put serious money on it. You can't serious, be Mattress Mac? No, you can't be Mattress Mac with it. If you could be, though, it would certainly benefit them. I just, it's not possible. And you can find offshores and you can find places where you can bet on it, but like you're betting. It's so steamed, the numbers, and mm-hmm. you can maybe only bet $25 max and you win twenty eight fifty off it. Like, it's it's not, you can't seriously bet on the WWE, but they are trying. They're trying to figure out a way to do it. Here's a suggestion in the text line. WWE officials send the result mid-March, in, mid-match, I believe that's what that should say, to the ref's earpiece. And he commu- in, and uh, like, communicates the information. All right, you're losing. Lose, lose. <laughs> I always thought the lose. <laughs> it's, and I think they could only do it with a select few because I might be wrong here. Danielle might know better, but isn't it scripted? Like it's like choreographed. Like the whole match well, is yeah, choreographed. Yeah, someone's gonna break their neck if they don't know exactly. What doing. Like they got to know what each other's doing. So maybe they have like little things that they go to. Hey, we're gonna do this, then this, then this, then this. But all the filler is just on to us. I'm hearing in my ear that the wrestling is on the fly, spontaneous. Just come on the radio. Just and come on the radio. Yeah, we're, we got darkness. Just yeah. I'm just jump hearing on here. your ears. Hello. Come on, fellas. Sorry. Tell I us about that. wrestling. Get my headset on. Um, it's the uh, the finish that's actually scripted, but most of the actual in ring stuff as the match goes is called on the fly by the wrestlers. Even like low level guys. Yeah. Okay. And um, I believe... Like, they know where they're getting. Like, okay, I'm going to beat Justin, and this is going to be the finish, but let's work our way there. But aren't there, like, moments in match that are, like, different? Like, there are moments that are are scripted, but a lot of, like, there's a lot of filler that goes on where, you know, when a guy... So when they're, like, slapping each other on the chest, it's just, like, that's (laughs) just... just Let's let's burn 30 (laughs) seconds here by slapping each other. When you put a guy in a headlock, you'll, like, tell him, okay, we're gonna gonna do this next or something like that. Okay. Wow, lots of whispering going on there. A lot of communication happening. You gotta make sure you hear the right thing. Headlock... Not, oh, you can jump from the sky. Like, so make techni- sure you know. Technically, that could work then. Someone just said, Cavan from Hamilton, why can't they introduce betting on things other than match outcomes? Like over under the minutes, what color tights will someone get hit by a chair? Like, that's fun prop bets. You know, I love my prop bets. Do they have, uh, they probably have some WrestleMania prop bets. Actually, maybe they don't. I think what's, what some people do, and it's more of a, there's no like actual book that does it, but what a lot of friend groups will do is they'll, uh, when the Royal Rumble comes around, they'll draw numbers and they'll try to whoever's number wins the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, would, yeah, uh, we did this last that, year that on the do. show. They did last year, and I remember getting 
number 27, I think number it was the 30th guy that won or 28th guy that won. Danielle, I remember this, yeah, and I was did. close, we right? It was Correct. super fun. Yeah. So, we, had, we had Jackie involved in that, yeah, too. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. So you could bet, like, let's say the odds are just, I mean, maybe it's, like, bell curved or whatever, but you could just bet, hey, 18th person in wins the Royal yeah, Rumble, Rumble plus 250 or yeah, yeah, that's exactly 850 it. or whatever. Like, that would be fun. And that's I, a real thing. We did this last year. But that's not offered on sports books, I don't think. That's friends doing it. As of last year, yeah. I don't remember. But I don't think they, they lots don't of progression do, has happened. Yeah, they don't do specific picks like that. They just do it. And I remember this last year specifically because Edge won the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. That was it. And he was the betting favorite. I remember us talking about mm-hmm. that on the show mm-hmm. last year. And th- so people knew. And, and people, is- some people, a lot of people know because, hey, you're building up a storyline, right? So it's this person's likely to win because you're trying to get him into this match or whatever. Like, you can kind of read between the lines sometimes. But still, like, there's no easy way to do it. So I think we've we found a, something if how you're many, a book listening to fix. How many people are in the Royal Rumble? I thought there's 30. 30. So even if it's preordained who wins, which it is. Maybe the order isn't random, or maybe the order is random, rather. So they could do something like that. Anyway, goodness gracious, that's, that's one small thing that Royal Rumble happens once a year. So most Royal Rumble talk in WWE that we've done <laughs> there you ever, go. man. Well, coming for Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that's the plan here. Do you want a quick update on the FanX Cup? Yes. So FanX Cup, if you missed it yesterday, Justin and I drafted. Yeah, we picked a five-pack of golfers, um, two from the top six each, one from 20 to 50 odds, and then one from 50-plus. So two faves, a mid-range, and a long shot each, plus a Canadian. Mm -hmm. You have the two lowest scores at this point. Victor Hovland is on the course through four. He's four under. Scotty Scheffler shot a 468 yesterday. I have one guy on the course, one behind Sahit Tagala, my long shot. Nice. Yeah, he was impressive. Is minus three right now, and Max Homa is my next best at minus one. So you're in the driver's seat here as we uh What happened to Keith the... Mitchell? Keith Mitchell just fell off a cliff yesterday. That was an ex... ex- <laughs> what is it? You don't, even know your, you don't even know your own dictionary. It's hard English. because I'm thinking... It's, it was on the... You on said the exuberance earlier. It's like, no, that's not Exuberation your word. was me watching Keith Mitchell yesterday for the first three holes, and I thought, here we go, baby. And then he hit a rut, but that's all right, folks. We got a long time ahead. So, yeah, Hovland and Scheffler are your guys. They're, in, right. they're in good position, tied in sixth at the moment. Should we get to the anchors? Let's do some anchor picks. We got quite a few in there. Um, all right. Jeff and Barry, I'm going back to back. Pirtle over two and a half assists. He'll be passing out of the post with 80s presence. This is an Alish like lock. Get it well taught. This is it's it's hilarious because I was going to go Pirtle, and this is kind of goes against what I was thinking. I was going to go points Pirtle because he's hit seven of nine, the number where it's at right now. I think mm-hmm. it's 14 and a half in his last nine games. He's hit the over seven times, but will the AD presence force him to not score? We'll see. I'll I'll massage my pick here. Uh, before we close things off. Next one morning, guys. Happy Friday. Haven't sent this, haven't sent one out this month, but help is on the way. Take Pirtle over rebounds. You will get touches and should have a double double, double today with rebounds being a lock. That's Cody from St. Catharines. P.S. If Justin doesn't like it, more reason to play. <laughs> Maybe I do. Cody's, Cody been, Cody's been listening. He knows to fade you. Good morning. Corey from Port Hope here. For my wake and rake pick tonight, I'll take the Raptors on the money line. As you mentioned, short favorites in L.A. tonight, whether it's a point, half point. 
Oilers should uh, next one. The Oilers should start Jack Campbell tomorrow. <laughs> Would really love to see him stand on his head when they lose in overtime. Matthews scores the winner. That's a pick for tomorrow night from Carl and Mount Forest. A nice narrative play. OT and then Matthews' last goal. Parlay that, and uh, you could be onto something. Ian, the snowplow driver. What's up, buddy? Going right back to the well. Two-game win streak here. Freddie over-rebounds at 8.5, or you can take the juice at 7.5. Interesting. It's I'm, juicy. I'm, it's hilarious because I'm sniffing around both Fred and Pirtle, but none of the things that I'm going with we've gotten from the text line yet. Okay, this is Eric from Burlington. Good morning. I'll go with the Raptors to bounce back tonight. Uh, but he's also got two UFC picks on Saturday that he loves. Interesting. He likes Alexander Rom- Romanov on the money line to defeat Alexander Volkov. Couple Big night al- for Alexander. Alexander's throwing <laughs> hey, fists you know at each what? other. Just bet on Alexander to win. You'll be good. He does say, though, it should be a wrestling masterclass. Forget the face punching. Volkov has had lots of trouble with multiple wrestlers in the past, and he doesn't see that improving. His second pick, going with the dog, Marab Devalishvili at plus 220 to get the win over Peter Yan. Makes his win streak go to nine in a row. Jan used to make people scared. Now he just makes excuses. I actually have a pick from that fight. Okay. Is late, it one of those? It's a, It goes against, uh, unfortunately, Eric from Burlington. Jan late, if you can win round four, round five, like he gets a stoppage in round four, round five, because the other guy's gas tank, a little suspect, I've read. Gas so Jan late. Jan's a guy who comes on late. Jan with a late finish, you can maybe get like plus 2,000. Steve from Sutton, happy Friday, friends. Just like Cher believes in life after love, I believe in the flames to win in regulation. Do you believe in love after love? Nice. You found it. That's Steve from Sutton. Uh, (laughs) Tyler from Peterborough, wake and rake lock of the day. Damian Lillard over 32 and a half points. Uh, I have been fading the under the past month with Lillard and hit the over every time. Okay, this is a long one. Good morning, Ailish and Justin. Coming off of Grizzlies home win, Ron and Juliana are visiting me this weekend. So I had to remind Jules last night about one of the golden rules of gambling, stop betting with your heart. Following that theme, I'll take Anthony Davis over 28 and a half points and sprinkle a little over over 40 points at 6-1. to one. Although I completely despise AD. Whoa. I think the matchup bodes well for the birthday boy who turned 30 Wednesdays trying to lead the Lakers into the playoffs and has scored 30, 39, 38, 28, and 30 in the last five games. Meanwhile, the Raptors playing the last game of their Western Coast road trip might be as sus- sus- I might sus- sus- wow. susceptible. Suspect. I stinker here. <laughs> One NHL play, I'll take Florida to be leading by a goal by the end of the first period. With Mrazic and goal, look to the Panthers to come out fast and pepper him with shots. Have a good weekend Look and good luck, Uncle Jewel. That was a long text. Uh, good morning for our <laughs> anchor pick. I need page numbers, Joel. <laughs> for the anchor pick, uh, over 22 or 224 and a half for the Raptors-Lakers. Jules will take the over six and a half Florida-Chicago. Do you think they time when That's they text Ron each other? and Juliana. Other? Have a great weekend. I think they say, hey, I'm texting in. You're texting in 321 family. Probably. Um, okay, this one. Ugh. God, I got this one. Um, Neil in Newfoundland. Good morning. Slow start to Indian Wells. So going pro with probably the most consistent player there is, Roberto Bautista uh, Agut. Agut on the money line it. over Emil Rusovari. You went with like has, Italian when I think he's finished, <laughs> wait, but yeah. Well, hold on. I'm going to tell you why I did that. Um, has been in the top 30 for nine years straight and has beaten Rusovari in three sets they've played so far. I responded to Neil and said, Neil, what's with the names, buddy? And Neil gave me advice and said, um, <laughs> one second. He told me how to say it. So then it would be easy for me. So he said, say it like when Michael, you're not an office guy, but when Michael Scott meets Karen Filippelli, he goes, Karen Filippelli, 
the very first day he meets her. So Rusavari, he said, if I do that, I'll be okay. good. So that was from Neil. And I, it's, I, think I, it's suppose it, I suppose it paid off. Yeah. Uh, make that three in a row for Parley Poppy. He cashed in yesterday's hat trick, and now Poppy has six points in the last three days. Today's pick is fire, going under six and a half total goals in the Flames game. Have a good weekend, everybody. Um, all right. Here are some picks from Jarrett in Halifax. I hope you guys took my advice on... Wednesday and took Keegan Bradley yesterday on the three ball. Lock it in today. Nate Lashley over Kraft and Merritt or Wyndham Clark over Kelly and Fratelli. Jarrett from Halifax. Okay. Adrian from Burlington. Lakers one and a half. Jokic triple double. Blackhawks, Panthers under six and a half. That one's going against a couple of ones that we have. Hold on. I guess not the six and a half, but Barazic under? I'm picking over in that, that game we anyway, can't, we so can't, it's we too can't. bad, so Adrian. And we got an Oscar pick here for the last one. <laughs> Gary and it's one, it's one I'm trying to fade. Serious? I'm all over Elvis. Okay, here we go. So he wants Brendan Fraser to win Best Actor for his movie, The Whale, at minus 160. That's Gary and Kaladin. I've got the other guy. I'm trying to figure out exactly who he was, what his name is. Austin Butler, you my didn't guy. Know Austin Butler's it name. Just, it just your lost, guy. It was out of my brain for Did a second. Did you even watch Elvis? No, I'm oh, all what? over Austin Butler though. Austin Butler plus money. Yeah, well, I, I watched that movie and I thought it was great. I haven't seen The Whale though, but everyone's saying you should. So, anywho, um, one thing I just gotta say: Is there ever been someone that was more born to be a golfer than Buddy Wyndham Clark? It is definitely a I belong to a club name. That that man, he probably there is. Isn't there a Wyndham golf course? Or a Clark. Um, I think he plays well there, too. Yeah. I'm telling you, that guy was born to be a golfer. I might have made that up. Uh, last one here. Purdue minus five, noon tip. Uh, that's Duke in the hammer. Okay. so That's not against Duke. I'll find out who Purdue is playing quickly. The guy's name is Duke, yeah. I think. I, I'm, just not fa- I'm not fading Duke at this point. I guess it's a Big Ten match, though. I'm going to go over in the Blackhawks-Panthers game. I'm on a hot streak of picking overs this week. Over, over, over. And I'm over losing, so let's continue with over six and a half in Blackhawks and Panthers. That's my pick. Where are you going? Purdue is home to Rutgers. Uh, I'm going to go with another narrative play, Freddie V. Freddie V's got to step up. He's playing in this game. Maybe he shouldn't. I'm going to go over points and assists. How does that sound? I'm a little reluctant. What is the number for that? But I'm going to go over 28 and a half points and assists. Hopefully we can hit about... Hopefully we can hit the eight, nine assist mark and he had a 20 point game and that'll push us over the top. What do you so, think? What did you see the number? Do, would you rather me go for Freddie or Pirtle in a combo? I, um, I'm not touching a single one of your picks. I don't want my hands dirty. Okay. I'm going to go to Pirtle over 14 and a half points and assists. Okay. Points and assists. Yeah. yeah. Over 14 and a half points and assists. He's gone over 13 points, I think in seven of the nine games. So that's a little, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on, uh, Jeff and Barry a little bit. He likes the over two and a half assists. He's gonna get. He's got to get a couple buckets to hit that over as well. But uh, I, I, I think Pirtle's gonna have a night. Pirtle's very important to this team. Him and Freddie, that partnership has been very, very, very profitable. So I'm gonna lean on that. Freddie has a bounce back effort. In turn, that helps Pirtle clear that number. Okay, so we got a couple options here to add in our um, anchor pick. There's a bunch for the Raptors, so let's maybe not select another one because we got one. Um, flames and regulation. We've got Damian Lillard over points, Anthony Davis over points. Um, I already have one from the Florida game. Um, we've got tennis picks. We've got golf picks. Let's put a golf pick in. You want to put a golf pick in? Let's go. You want to go with Nate we will Lashley? We'll be able to until the next time. Is Lashley our only golf pick or Clark? No, you put Lashley first. Nate Lashley over Kraft and Merritt. We could do that or Wyndham Clark, buddy. I don't know. You want to trust a country club guy? I want to trust Nate Lashley. Let's do it. So 
explain how to bet this one for folks that haven't bet uh, three ball before. So it's a three ball. Uh, you might not be able to find it. Like on certain sports books, might just do two ball or head to heads. Uh, but Nate Lashley is playing in a group with Kraft and Merritt today. Troy Merritt, I'm, I'm not sure. Is it Kelly Kraft? Not really sure the first name on Kraft. But anyway, Nate Lashley is playing those two in just, they're in a threesome. They're teeing off at the same time. They're playing together. Nate Lashley would have to beat both of them for that to cash. I guess you would split if they if he drew with someone or the same score at the end of the round. But as long as Nate Lashley has the best score or tied for the best score, uh, it won't blow up the parlay. So if it's a tie, it also counts? Uh, I think they might reduce the odds. Okay. I don't think you'd lose the bet, though. It would be unfortunate if you did, but especially if it's parlayed. You'd push. If it wasn't parlayed, maybe there's a chance that it, it ruins a parlay, but I'm not sure on that. So that isn't, uh, that's teeing off at 140, so you have a little bit of time if you're listening on the podcast. Um, backup option. Do you want to give a backup option? In case I, my people... backup option, I think, is Anthony Davis over points. Okay. I like that pick. It's a big game for LA. Davis is, maybe he likes to shine when LeBron's not around. Sort of that Leon Dreisaitl thing where he steps up, where Leon won, basically won the Hart Trophy uh, when Connor McDavid got injured and he was able to, you know, really step up for the Oilers that season. I think Anthony Davis might be better with LeBron James out or just he understands his responsibility is going to be to score and be the focal point. Yes, Jakob Pertl is given the interior presence that the Raptors need, but Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Okay, so there's your bonus pick, or you can replace it if you're not getting to this um, in time for the 140 tee time. So over, over, six and a half in the Blackhawks and Panthers, just trying to ride the over streak here. Jakob Pertl over points and assists, that's set at 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. And Nate Lashley to beat Kraft and Merritt today in the three ball at 140 p.m. tee time. Altogether, that parlay is plus 551. Not bad. I believe yesterday was 550, so we're getting one odd better. There you go. Win you that much more money. Weekend plans, Ailish? Um, It will be my first time watching the Maple Leafs on the television on a home game because I won't okay. be at the arena. I'm actually looking forward to that. That'll be exciting. I'm just going to consume like a consumer. Right. The telecast. You'll be dialed in. I'm going to be on the, watching the telecast with the bunny ears. Get to see our Hockey Night in Canada panel. To hear 32 Thoughts, the podcast live, watch it. At the intermission. It's going to be great. Um, this is my final weekend for the next X amount of years where I don't own a dog. I'm picking up my puppy on Monday after the show. So this is it. It's like it's like the baby moon. It's like the weekend before you have the baby. You go mm-hmm. away for, you have a little time to yourself. That's how I feel. Because Monday, my life changes forever. So some freedoms. You'll get the last of these freedoms this weekend. I'll probably puppy-proof my apartment. Make what does sure that mean? What's puppy? Puppy? Like there's no cords apartment. laying around and like things that he can eat. Okay, that's, yeah, you know, that makes like, some Make sense. sure that shoes aren't just waiting there to be mowed down in the closet. That's the one thing you have to be most aware of, where your shoes, shoes are at all times. I've already got a Tupperware lined up to toss them in there just to make sure. Mm-hmm. I got to find a place to store the food. I got to do some organizing. I might have to hit up the local store that sells items like that. Okay. And, and, you know, get some bins, get a little shelving unit. I don't know. I got to put some food somewhere. Good news for you. No shortage of pet stores oh, where you live. You can't even go I think there a might block be, without two. I think everyone who sells pet supplies, any, any pet supply dealer Lives resides <laughs> King and Bathers in the area. King and Bathers area. <laughs> it's like multiple times over. Yeah, you've, I've got plenty of options. They should be bidding for my uh, my customer 
profile because I'll be spending lots of money. But yeah, my last weekend without a puppy, so I'm going to soak it in and get some sleep. And it's Monday you pick. Monday it is. Big day. It is. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Raptors tonight, 10.30 p.m. tip-off. You've got Oilers, Maple Leafs at home tomorrow night. And we'll be back Monday morning. Have a great weekend.